right, folks, we are here, Fifth Street Sports on Sports Byline USA Radio Network, another beautiful afternoon in Las Vegas here on Friday. My name's Frank Perez. I will be joined with Oklahoma Brian and Florida Rick on Sports Byline USA Radio Network, American Forces, iHeart, streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. Brian, you look like you're getting ready for, uh, is that a federal building or an immigration building behind you? Both, <laughs> yes, yeah, Ooh. that's where. Wow, yeah, man, it's I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm on location, looking for um, Rockford. I, I heard he was in the area. I don't haven't found him yet. I don't know if you've uh, heard anything from him lately. Nope, and I and I drive down Rainbow and Jones, and I look for the orange jumpsuit because I know he's working at the Clark County Correctional, but he has not been on the side of the road. I don't know if they finished the project or not. Hey, but you know. Uh, Brian, today, let's put on, you know, yesterday we had Jim Feist, Chip Cherimbus. I think today we got a great show with Rick and you and me. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of football economics, uh, our picks. I'm bringing in Frankie's Corner from MLB. But, uh, you know, in, in this one minute, I always want to put out my baseball factoid or you know, something weird in baseball. You know, I was doing some research, and we talk about bad beats or weird aberrations in baseball. Talk about mm-hmm. the bad luck this guy had. Shoeless Joe Jackson in 1911, he hit 408 and did not win the batting title. Won it. Ty Cobb hit 419 that year. So, I mean, this is a, I mean, this poor guy, I mean, this poor guy, the bad beats that he has, he hits, he hits 408 and doesn't win the batting title. (laughs) That. I suppose, though, uh, now I'd, I'd have to go look at the at the at the stats for that year, but I'm guessing there were a lot of guys that were hitting close to to 400, or were those just two outliers by themselves? Yeah, yeah like they 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 outclassed the guys by quite a bit, but still, I mean, you know, you really think about you know things in baseball. You sit down on the park bench and say, "God, honey, I, I hit 408 and I don't have the batting title." But guys, we are going to come back. We got a great show. It's Oklahoma, Brian, Florida, Rick. Frank Perez on Sports Byline will be back after this timeout. For years, they said that it could lead to madness. They relegated it to dark rooms and back alleys. They shamed those who grew it. They did a stop and frisk on anyone they thought might have it. But now a completely new era has begun because of it. The new normal is here. This month, millions have witnessed its arrival. Have you? Brought to life in a short film that runs only two minutes long, the new normal seeks to leave behind 80 years of unjust prohibition in favor of a safer, happier world. It reveals a product that once drove good people to the black market as one that today is creating a new global market. In this new era, a plant that was viewed with fear now represents a source of common wellness From this day forward, what inspired the symbol of counterculture is at long last just culture. The new normal has arrived to your city, to your neighborhood, to the inside of your living room. Watch it now. Experience the new normal at MedMen.com. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. All right, folks, we're back. It's Fifth Street Sports on Sports Byline USA Radio Network. I'm Frank Perez, joined with Oklahoma Brian and Florida Rick. we got a lot of things to talk about. We, You know, Brian, before we pick pick on this AAF, you know, because this, this league, I think, took... Hey, Rick, how you doing, buddy? Um, hey, Frank. Good day. Like, good day. like, before we pick on, on this league, and I know you're an economics guy, okay? I think right now, I have to rank it right up there. There's so many people right now that are really upset that we've spent more money trying to find water on Mars when we should be trying to find clean water for the people in Africa and other countries. Do you believe that investing money in another football league besides the NFL is just as bad as trying to find water on Mars? Um, so you want me to rank water on Mars, <laughs> uh, drinking water for people in Africa, and a second football league? Well, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Africa, football, Mars. Yeah, Final yeah. answer. Well, let me ask you something. I know, I know one thing, and you're going to give us the, you and Rick can give us the whole breakdown on this. The one thing I know that the XFL will have a better chance at, and then you guys can break the rest, is they're going to raid all these talented professional football players from the AAF rosters. They have that much of an advantage. What, what else? Why do you think they got a better chance to, to succeed? Why does the, well, I think probably, I would first try to identify what went wrong with the AAF before before I actually moved on to why they're doing it better. Let me ask you, why do you think the AAF failed? Well, I believe that they 
you know, one of the things is I don't think they recruited an, enough top-level college players, and they were paying these guys way too much. They might have missed the gambling boat, you know, the uh, legalized gambling. But besides that, maybe they were under under uh, capitalized. Well, you can't be undercapitalized and overpaying. That would be a bad combination. And, I mean, here's the thing, and this is always going to be true with um, – We've learned this lesson in other sports, but um, it wasn't really clear, like, what exactly they were trying to accomplish. The, the league was rushed. You know, you got to ask yourself, what, did it, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Where do you want to locate your markets? You know, who is it that you're going after as an audience? What kind of players are you going after? This is this whole league was it was a mess from the very beginning. It, it was rushed. I mean, they... Um, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people were kind of in disbelief when they heard this league was going to start. Like it was, it was almost like a joke. People were saying, "Hey, by the way, there's going to be a new football league starting in like two or three weeks," and it just wasn't completely uh, thought out. I th- and we can disagree on what the quality level is. I'm convinced that that a uh, an AAF team would have been would have been steamrolled by an elite college football team. I think the the quality was was absolutely atrocious. You're looking at a bunch of uh, has-been coaches that'll be dead in 15 years. Um, it was run cheaply. The players, I mean, look, there have been two players signed uh, so far from the XFL. It's questionable whether either one of those will even make a, a final roster. I think when it's all said and done, you're going to be surprised at how few of these guys actually catch on to NFL rosters. But um you know, I mean, look, the fact that they had to go out and get an outside investor, like in the second week of the season, the, the Carolina Hurricanes owner, to acknowledge that he was going to provide a second round of funding. I mean, how do you start a league like that? It's, it's, yeah. but, it's a but, joke. You know, I mean, that makes sense, and, and you're making sense. But let, let me throw this one at Rick. Rick, okay, Brian is saying that the, that the league was rushed, and that was one of the reasons that uh, – one of the big reasons it didn't pass. Well – and NFL Europe wasn't rushed, and it, it didn't it didn't succeed. I don't think. Uh, no, it, it didn't. That's a great question for Brian because he's an expert <laughs> yeah. in NFL Europe. Uh, NFL Europe is kind of an interesting story. So NFL Europe is kind of a classic example of an industry that knows they want to expand, but doesn't exactly know why or or what the reasons are, or specifically what market they're going to expand into. NFL. Was basically the 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 kind of the brainchild or the pet product of Textram and uh, a few others, but mainly Textram. And they basically come up with this idea in the late '80s, like '88 or '89, I want to say that they that they want to expand into Europe, right? Uh, but they don't even really have an idea of where they want to go. And I, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? What the what the league looked like when they first rolled that was actually called the World League of American Football, uh, which interestingly the acronym uh, actually spelled out "We Laugh," which was probably pretty predictive <laughs> of, of where they were heading. Uh, but the franchises made no sense. They had a New York franchise, they had a Montreal franchise, but then they had you know, like a Birmingham, Alabama franchise, and then. Oh, by the way, let's throw in a few European franchises. So um, they basically kind of went around Europe and, and tried to find any 
stadium, any legitimate stadium that they could sign a lease, anyone that would want to partner up with. And, and the thing was just like, I had no vision from the very beginning within a very short period of, oh, they had an Orlando franchise, by the way. And do you, and do you know, Rick, you probably do. Do you know who the Orlando GM was on the first season in 91? No, I just remember their fluorescent green uniforms, but I don't um, recall who their uh, GM was. It was actually, it was Lee Corso, actually. Hmm. Uh, no, I didn't know. Yeah, so so this is an interesting lesson, by the way, for, for not just for sports leagues, but business in general, but especially for sports leagues. So they, uh, so eventually they realized nobody in North America gives a damn about watching the, the, the product. They have very few television deals worked out. Like, if you are a fan of the Montreal team and you don't go to the game, your only way to watch a game is to go watch it on closed-circuit TV. Um, so they had no real ability to develop new fans. And eventually, and, and by the way, the, the big takeaway is the European market, although they were kind of fooled at first because they didn't really know much about American football, they quickly realized they were being sold an inferior product. And they then realized, okay, we can go watch an inferior product of a sport that we're not even familiar with in person, or we can watch the real NFL on TV. Because around this time, you know, uh, Sky Sports and Fox are making deals, and uh, the whole league is, is being shown all across the European continent. So people kind of realized it's kind of like with, with soccer. Like, would you rather watch real premiership soccer if you have a choice or watch – you know, uh, developmental soccer in Toledo or well, it depends how you know, tired Peoria. I am. It depends how tired. I am. <laughs> if if, yes. if if I need to get some sleep and and um, I'm kind of wide awake, then I'll watch that second league. You know, that'll put me to sleep pretty yeah. quick. But if I just need yeah. to just calmly go to bed instead of taking a Xanax or something like that, because I don't take those things, then I just turn on the Premiership. Usually within ten to fifteen minutes. You know. Yeah. So that that was the that was the big lesson. The NFL didn't know whether they wanted to be. And I mean, they, remember, if you think about who owns NFL franchises now, it's a billionaires' club today, right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that long ago in the '90s. You're talking about a bunch of, you know, uh, semi mobsters, guys that owned, you know, meat packing companies and car dealerships, and I mean, it was a totally different type of NFL owner, you know, that, that, that they, they were older. They didn't really understand the world, you know, at least the, uh, you know, global expansion. So yeah, this was basically expan expansion for the sake of expansion. And they had a product that they really didn't have a clear idea of what it was. So eventually they kind of, they would kind of develop into this niche of, for some reason, Germans liked the NFL Europe. I, I don't, who knows? I mean, I guess it's probably, Probably that same gene that causes them to like David Hasselhoff and Paris Hilton yeah. music. <laughs> hey, but, <laughs> but um, Brian, yeah, go ahead. Like, like, like when we come back, I want to retouch this because I got some ideas, and I was going to ask you why you think because we got to go to break. Why you think that this XFL would have a prayer if all of these, you know, do they got a better vision, more money? What their idea is, and why would anybody want to compete in, in, in football? But, folks, when we come back, it's Florida Rick, Oklahoma Brian, myself, Frank Perez, back after this break.
Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com. Folks, we're back. It's Fifth Street Sports. Frank Perez, Oklahoma, Brian, Florida, Rick, Sports Byline, USA Radio Network, iHeart, American Forces. You guys, coming into the weekend, we thank you. Every weekend and day we enjoy in this country because of you guys. Anyways, Brian, I don't understand. Like, this AAF had a jump start on a lot of these because the graveyard for other leagues that have tried to do anything but the NFL besides, you know, college football, the graveyard... you know, believe me, it looks it's it's full. There's there's so many uh, other football league tombstones you can't imagine. But this AAF and this should awaken you to your Clemson, Alabama. The AAF was really des- designed to be a feeder feeder league for the NFL. You know, do you, do you get that? I mean, 
the NF, this was going to feed the NFL. Okay, so I, I hope you're would. starting to get a grasp of just how incorrect you might be on your uh, assumption that you know freshman and junior college players could beat a feeder NFL league. Uh, I don't know how much you've read about this or how much you've followed this, but that's actually the problem. It, it didn't go down the way that you, uh, the way they hoped. It's kind of like in Field of Dreams when they say, if you build it, they will come. They were hoping to be a feeder league, but they never got, and this essentially was the kiss of death. They, they had the NFL's permission to practice squad players, but they never got the permission of the NFL Players Association. So that, that prevented them from being able to sign players that were legitimate, you know, NFL quality players. And that's actually, it's actually exactly the opposite of what you just said. It's actually the fact that they wanted to be a feeder league. They couldn't even be a feeder league. So they were essentially like the equivalent of independent baseball. Basically what happened. Hey, you know, Rick, like, like, you know, before we start, uh, you know, before you start telling us some of the good facts you have is, that logo you have, um, is that a is that an Irish logo with a uh, orange and yellow kind of coloring? Yeah, it's just a a big uh, lots of it's a, it's a big um, advertiser for for hats. They uh, they make lots of hats. This one's actually an Oregon State hat. So oh, okay. um, they do colleges, they do casinos, they do everything. Because it, yeah, it, it, because you know, if it was going to be one of those Irish hats, it looked like those 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 are those ones that during you know uh, St. Patrick's Day they sell you for like you know three for five dollars because the guy that was printing them got the wrong color, you know, because it's supposed to be green. But um, anyways, Rick, what do you, I, mean, I was we were I was going to start picking your brain a little bit for this talks oh, you can bet on, uh, unless Brian, un, unless you got something else as why you think that this XFL. Has a prayer with this. Oh, I didn't think we'd. Oh, I didn't think we'd even gotten to the XFL yet. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. You tell me. What do you think is going to be different with the XFL? Nothing. I I think. I think I'm. I'm going to reserve a plot down, down, down here at Paul Mortuary. (laughs) Um. Well, Rick, what what do you think? What What do you think the XFL can do different than the AAF has done? Well, I mean, for starters, the XFL's already failed once, so they have that going for them. They can, uh, you know, have a lot to learn from what from their mistakes in the past. Um, I don't know how much they can theoretically do to stay alive for more than a season, but at least they can start off. I don't know what they're going to plan on doing, so we're still, what, nine months away, but um, yeah. you know, they, can, they at least have a good idea of how to start out. Uh, they're going to have a lot more money behind it with the whole Vince McMahon and WWE um, you know, to their uh, to their names. So they'll they'll have ideas what they are yet. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. So I think Rick makes a good point. The, the financing is a big difference. The the um, there's a big difference between starting a business and hoping that you're going to strike gold in the first you know a few months or first year, and hoping that that a second investor comes and buys you out, which is essentially. I'm guessing what the AAF was hoping on. I mean, they just they just weren't well capitalized. Uh, the XFL is different. Vince McMahon's not trying to get bought out in the first year. He's got he's got a long term game plan going. So yeah, he's going to have to work out a deal with the NFL Players Association. 
he's going to have to give them some kind of reassurance that the safety of the players is is protected, that these players aren't going to be overused for, for a relatively small amount of wages. And then next thing you know, they're being, uh, you know, they're reporting to NFL playing camp. There's a little bit of different geography, too. If you look at the map of the XFL, right, look at the cities that the XFL is competing in versus the AAF. The AAF is essentially competing in non-NFL markets, right, kind of wannabe markets, you might call it, or AAA markets. And the XFL has actually uh, identified NFL cities and NFL stadiums for the most part. So it's kind of a different uh, approach. I assume they're going to have better TV. I mean, they have an entire year to work this out. They'll probably do a better job of scouting. They'll probably go after some junior college players initially. They might go – they also don't have the rigid cap that the AAF has. So they'll be able to – kind of the way that the AFL did, you know, in the, in 1960, uh, to, you know, to go after some marquee players that uh, outbid the NFL occasionally on, uh, not on superstar players, but on some players. And then they also have a year for internet gambling or for gambling yes. Yes. to develop in this country. And they can really use that to their advantage. Gambling, you know, gambling's rapidly expanded, but it's still only legal in seven states. So that wasn't really a um a real you know boon to the to the AAF the way it could have been yeah you know you guys both of you guys made such such great, oh wait a second you guys we got breaking news hang on folks we got breaking news coming in on fifth street sports this is serious we can really make money on this breaking news we got america's that that usually means it's america's worst better and he has come in on a play Remember, we always go opposite on this guy. We fade him. This guy might be a 25% handicapper, and he's in on game 544, Oklahoma City, minus 9 against Detroit. So you know what to do here, folks. Fade it. But uh, getting back to this, like you guys made such great points, and you, but you took the last one. I, I was going to tell you that I do believe the Internet gambling might be a, a really big thing. But, you know, when you talk about the fear that these players don't have to have in the XFL – I mean, just imagine you're an AAF player and you got to pay for your flight home. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty, but not just your flight home. Some of these guys are claiming they got stuck with the hotel bill when they mm. checked out. They had like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar hotel bills because the assumption was the AAF was paying the bill. And when they went to check out, the guy at the front desk uh, told them they were on the hook. How, so, how do you get a two thousand dollar hotel bill from the AAF? They they had to be like capped at three and a half star hotels, right? I mean, these guys weren't checking in the four and five star <laughs> hotels, were they? That's a great question. I don't know. What do you think? What, what, where do you? Well, I think I, I think I think the reason why is because they were staying there for three, four weeks at oh. a time. So that's the reason, not because it's a two two nights at a nine hundred dollar night hotel. Yeah. Oh no, it, it was it was a long term stay, but I'm sure they got the same deals that you know airlines have for stewardesses or. Any you know people that are buying bulk hotel rooms are paying a fraction of the rack rate. I'm sure they are paying yeah, but Brian, you know but thirty how, forty dollars a night. But how do you get mm-hmm. stuck with that? I mean, here you are, you're like a linebacker for the Atlanta Legend or the Birmingham Iron, and you're checking into the hotel. Does the AAF say put up your own credit card and we'll pay you back, or you don't have like an AAF credit uh, credit card? How do you get stuck with it? Uh, this is gonna sound like a uh, like a 
Okay, I'm just going to say it. I, I think a lot of these guys don't have credit cards, so I can't. I can't. All right, come on, man. I mean, golly, you've already said that. You can't be a UPS driver and a real good football player at the same time. Now you're trying to tell me these guys got like 450 FICO scores, too? I think, you know, a 22-year-old kid doesn't necessarily have a credit card. But I'd say the lesson to be learned is don't don't walk up to the front desk and ask what your bill is. You pack up your suitcase. Walk to your car, drive away, and let the AAF or you know the the bankruptcy court settle your uh, room uh, bill. But but usually when you check into a hotel, they ask you to put up a card. I oh, for incidentals, imagine, yeah. like the safety for for Orlando had to put up his own visa. It's got to be, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And then worst comes to worst, just walk out. You know, just golly, horrible. Yeah, that horrible. is pretty horrible. Certainly is. Yeah. Hey. To pick, let's before we get to the next thing. I just wanted to have Rick analyze America's worst better. What do you think of that play he came in on Oklahoma City minus nine? I think it's probably the worst play on the board. Uh, not to mention the line has moved from nine to seven or even six and a half. So of course he came in this morning like he's uh, you know he knows something. He, he lays the worst number in the world. Line moves two two and a half points against them, and uh, you know he's pretty much has no chance. So, you know, you tell me a half point line move against you, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's comical that someone could lay that bad on a line, but you know, of all things he, you know, usually the worst betters in the world, they come in and play right at post. Oh, look, the game's on TV. I'm going to play it. Not this guy. He, uh, he, he eyes his game from first thing this morning. Okay. See, that's my play of the day. You know, I love uh, the home here. Uh, you know, who knows his reasoning, but they're going to kill Detroit. And, uh, Lays minus nine, and then when he looks a few hours later, he sees they're down to seven or six and a half. And so, then, and yeah. then, just like I hear in the sport when I when I when I walk around the sports book and I hear like idle conversations, I don't care about the two points. They're going to kill them. They're going to they, you know, they're going <laughs> to destroy them. Hey, but Brian, you know, really quick because because we jumped off a subject a little bit. If if there was an IPO coming out right now for the XFL, and let's say you were a stock. Would you put any of your customers or any of your clients' money into an XFL uh, IPO, or would you short it? Oh, only the only the customers I didn't like, <laughs> and then I would tell all of them. I would. Uh, it would be like the NBA oats of, um, <laughs> of of sports leagues. So, 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 oh golly! Here, I doubt anybody's old enough to even. Hey, I doubt anybody even gets that joke. I, I got our I got our producer. Folks, tell us we got to take a break. When we come back, talk, you can bet on Florida Rick, Oklahoma Brian, and Frank Perez back after this break. And now today's Bob Evans foodie lesson, nostalgic eating. Did you know there's a strong link between sense and emotional memory? The smell of different foods can evoke vivid and detailed emotional memories of our past. For example, the scent of a deep-fried corn dog may remind us of a state fair in the summer. Because odor-evoked memories tend to be positive, the smell improves the mood and produces feelings of social connectedness. 
And now a word from Bob Evans. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. All right, folks, we're back. Frank Perez, Sports Byline USA Radio Network. This is Fifth Street Sports with Oklahoma Brian and Florida Rick. This is it, guys. It's talk you can bet on. We got to come up with a, a lot of money makers. We got today and the weekend. So, Rick, you got a big, fat, juicy NBA card. Brian, I know your uh, home team is playing in the big game tomorrow. So you guys have at it. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'll start. I'll start by talking about the final four before we go into anything else. So obviously, run on tomorrow. So the final four is tomorrow night. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week when the chip was on, and uh, you know we'll go over both games for a few minutes here. Uh, the first game is the Auburn versus Virginia. Virginia's now up to six and one thirty-one and a half. We uh, we talked about how we liked Virginia earlier in the week at five, five and a half, and now up to six. Um, what I said, and I still stand by it, is that Auburn. This is the game where they're really going to miss Okiki, and uh, it's just going to be too difficult for them to get over this uh, Virginia hump. Without them, they got by Kentucky. You know, Harper had the game of his life. Uh, Virginia's defense is so good that Auburn's going to have way too many trouble scoring here. Um, 
Virginia should be scoring, you know, quite a few points against Auburn's defense. I, I like Virginia minus the six still. Um, this, this, this game reeks to be a, something like a 72 to 58 type of game. Um, I'm not too big on the total here, but I really do like Virginia on the side and to advance the championship game on Monday night. Do you have an opinion on that one, Brian? Oh, I'm right there with you. I love, I love Virginia in this game. And, um, I'll, I'll jump on to the next game because, uh, actually, I don't know who you like in the next game. Uh, you could probably guess where my money is mm. on the late game on mm. Saturday. I actually think it's a good bet. I like Texas Tech a lot. Uh, plus two and a half, I think it is now. Three, you could have gotten three on the opener. I like the under as well. Uh, and I actually like the under in the Virginia game. I like both unders, Virginia and Texas Tech. So those are my four picks for Saturday NCAA. Um, just go back to the Virginia game for a minute here. And I didn't even realize this, but I'm looking at kind of the percentages and so forth. And, Wow, the public is 65% on Auburn here. So the line's opened around five, five and a half. It's been about up to six, and the public is coming in uh, 65% on Auburn. And uh, I mean, we always say when the public's on the dog, you know, fade it like it's like it's almost free money. And then, then you get reverse line movement to boot, and then you figure out it's a Final Four game. So you know, everyone and their mother is betting this game, and that just that just makes Virginia really seem like a monster play. Wow. I know we're not big on betting favorites, Frank, but man, this this one's one of the ones you're going to yeah. have to unload. Uh, I mean, you know, take, I mean, what do you say? Take the rubber band off? Yeah. I mean, not only that, try to get the pin number from uh, your niece's debit card or something because, <laughs> I mean, whatever you got to do because this one, okay, you like it, Brian likes it, reverse line movement, anti-public, they like the dog. What else do you need? Does uh, I mean, does Bruce Pearl, does Bruce Pearl have a have a play on the total of this game? No, <laughs> he hasn't come out with it yet. But um, I'd be interested to hear. I don't think he's going <laughs> to step out on uh, on this one like he did on the North Carolina game. Well, Rick, what do you, now? Now Brian gave you his take on Texas Tech game. What do you, what what's yours? Uh, like I said the other day, boy, this one's so hard. I I do think Michigan State's going to squeak by and find a way to win, but I. Don't, I would only take two and a half points, but on the side, it really seems like one of those games if you get a cheap money line, maybe you can get a three somewhere or, or a two and a half, like minus with five even money, would be a great game to try in middle. Um, I'm not too keen to side. I just think it's going to be such a close game the whole way through, but I would lean towards the two and a half. But I really probably on the total. I like the under a lot here. Total is 132 and a half, and uh, I think this game is going to be played in the 60s, the low 60s, and, uh, you know, it starts going to, you know, their the one their style of play is gonna you know carry on to this game and Michigan State's gonna be forced to play that same style, which they don't mind. They they play that way uh, you know, just fine. So I, I expect a real low scoring defensive game, maybe like sixty one fifty nine type of final and uh yeah, I, I would leave it tax tech only because you're getting two and a half. But if Michigan State was getting two, I'd take Michigan State. So uh, but I do like the under here. So my, my place in the final four games would be Virginia on the side, minus the six and under one thirty two and a half in Texas Tech now, Michigan State. Now Brian, I know I know you are and it's and and I totally agree with you. You're our proponent of not spending the ten cents and buying half points. But in your opinion, would you go to three minus twenty on Texas Tech? I would. This is one of the few occasions I would. Yeah, I think 
because I just anticipate the game being played so tightly, and uh, I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game. I'll, I know Michigan State is going to try to we're going to try to push this tempo as fast as they can, but I think it's actually going to. I and I think it actually could have a bunch of points at the first timeout. You know, at the at the uh, you know at the under 16 minute timeout, I think there could be a surprising number of points because I expect Michigan State to really make a point of of trying to push this thing, but. I think it will settle into a to a pretty uh, slow pace by the end of the first half, and like second half under a lot also. Um, so that's that's the way I see it going. Hey guys, let's 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 have a little bit more fun with this just before we get to uh, your guys' NBA stuff. You know, Rick and everybody. Let's make a mock line: uh, Texas Tech at Virginia. I mean, against How about, Virginia. Uh, Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say they both play. I'm, they both play like they're supposed to. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. For, it's always a little bit smaller than you think. I'm gonna say Virginia four and a half. Wow, that's rough. What about you, Rick? Does that seem high to you? A little bit. I, I think I'd lean towards three and a half, three or three and a half on Virginia. But the total of the game is what would really intrigue me. Uh, the Texas Tech-Virginia final, boy, how, how low can you make this total before you'd say, well, I'm not going under this number. 124, of course you'd go under. 121, you'd go under. Um, 119, start thinking about it. 117, uh, you know, maybe at that point you'd say, ah, I guess I can't go under that number. But it's it, it would the thing is it'd be artificially high, too, because they know the public likes betting over, so they'd make it probably a few points higher than what it really should be, you know, knowing that it's going to be an extremely low number. Okay, so how about I'd this love one? to see that game just for this total. How about uh, Michigan State against Virginia? What, what do you make that? Boy, you guys. I would say uh, Virginia <laughs> would be. I'd put Virginia as a, a, a two point favorite over Michigan State. All right. Right that's, up two. But we got a couple more scenarios here. Just in case it, it goes Auburn against Virginia, then what do you do? You mean Auburn, Auburn against, against I mean, Texas I mean, Michigan I mean, State? Yeah, Auburn against Michigan yeah. State. So, uh, yeah, I would I would have to put Michigan State at that point as a – I mean, the fact they just beat uh, – um, Virginia would have to be taken into account. So I'd put Michigan State as a four, four and a half four, – four, four and a half point favorite, depending on, you know, the scores of each game, but probably four, four. That game would have a lot of points. That would be a very high, potentially high-scoring game. So I think the, the spread's a little higher. Just like the Texas Tech Virginia game would be a really low scoring game, that's got to factor into your spread. Okay, wow, that's good to know. Just in case, folks, as you know, we we're not going to be here. Well, no, we will be here on Monday. Yeah, so but we'll be yeah, here on Monday. Yeah, just to see what what. Yeah, it was just fun to see what how what you guys think the, these uh, games would do to the future lines. Well, guys, have you been about fifteen games? Oh, I was just going to ask if you've been following the uh, Kyle Guy wedding registry story. He's pretty funny. Uh, story going on. It looks like the NCAA has ruled he can, in fact, have his writing registry online. Have you, have you been following the story? <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't heard this one. Supposedly, a, yeah, a bunch of Virginia fans uh, found his wedding registry and posted it, and Virginia fans were just like buying the guy, you know, blenders and toasters and you know. <laughs> Dishes, anything. They're just going in and just making purchases. So the NCAA 
kind of inquired, and they temporarily made him take down his gift registry. But they've now said he can, in fact, have his gift registry, but no strangers are allowed to buy him uh, gifts. They have to be friends oh and family. Gosh. I don't know well, how you enforce well, that. I mean, how will they know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, well, exactly. You know what they should do it like uh, like like a Mississippi. Like if you have your wedding on a riverboat, then 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 you can have then you can get whatever you want from anybody. You know, like when they did like the gambling. Like you couldn't gamble on land, but if you were offshore, like on the boat, then you could gamble. I mean, why don't they just go to those kind of lanes? Like it's so ridiculous. But you know, it is a clever way to get a bunch of gifts from. Uh, and not be theoretically yeah. paid, you know. It really is. Yeah. It really is. But you still got to get married. You still got to. It ain't free. <laughs> it ain't free, baby. You still got to get married. You know. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, we got a big ass NBA card tonight, man. Rick, what do you got? There are a lot of games. There are a lot of games tonight. Um, I'll start off giving my first play, which I think Brian will uh, agree. It's game five forty. Indiana hosting Boston. These teams are right now tied for four. They're four and five in the Eastern Conference. So barring some sort of miracle, um, they're going to face each other in the first round. So this game is pretty much a playoff game for home court advantage in the playoffs. And I think it's be played like a playoff game. Boston's a one-point favorite, but I'm not really into the side as much as I like the total. Uh, the total opened 215. It's now down to 213, 213 and a half. I still like the under here. I think this game is going to be played like that Indiana-Detroit game the other night when uh, Kurt was on here uh, asking us about that one. I assume this game will be played in the same manner. I think there's a lot of points for a playoff-style game, so I'm going to go under 213. That's my uh, first play tonight. Okay. What Brian, do you, you have an opinion on that one? Or uh, no, uh, you, I totally agree, but I'm going to let you keep going because you, you've got the NBA peg, okay. and I'll uh, I'll jump in if there's okay. anything that I disagree with. Okay. Uh, second play that I'm going to uh, give out, and uh, it's a game team I give out a lot of plays on. It's going to be game 541, Miami, uh, minus three and a half at, mini, at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's obviously been, you know, just a DOA team for a while. They, uh, they've been out of the playoffs for a long time. Miami is fighting for getting in the playoffs and then fighting for seeding in the playoffs. As of this moment, they're a half game out. But, uh, you know, Minnesota shouldn't be taking this game seriously, and uh, they're going to probably play a lot of, you know, a lot of people that have no business being in the NBA. Miami will uh, – this is an interesting game, too, because it's going to be a, probably a sold-out crowd. Uh, it's, you know, the game before the Final Four, so there's going to be so many people in town for the Final Four. They're going to go to this game, you know, see Dwayne Wade one last time. This will be a very – interesting, exciting atmosphere for what would normally be just kind of a run-of-the-mill Friday night NBA game in Minnesota. So uh, I think taking that into account, maybe we'll play the game extra hard because there's there'll probably be more Heat fans than there are Minnesota fans for the uh, whole Dwayne Wade reasoning alone. And uh, I think Miami here, minus three and a half, I think they got the job done and they win pretty big. Uh, Awesome play. I love it. We'll go on to one more before the break. Uh, well, we already discussed the Kurt Morgan, not the Kurt Morgan, the, uh, America's worst better, the, uh, Oklahoma City Detroit game. I, obviously, I like Detroit a lot. <laughs> I like Detroit a lot at, uh, plus nine. I'm not going to give it out at plus seven or plus six and a half, but, uh, they, uh, if you can somehow have an old bookie like Kurt Morgan does and have two points off and just use the morning newspaper lines, grab Detroit right now, the plus nine. 
uh, you can get plus eight, eight and a half. That's that's good too. Detroit's fighting for the playoffs too, just like the Heat are and just like the Nets are. So uh, this game should be played, I think, also kind of one of those playoff style atmospheres and getting all those points is such a bonus. So Detroit is, uh, if you can get the, the morning line of eight and a half, nine, grab it. I'm, uh, I don't really feel comfortable giving it out of six and a half or seven. Really. Rick, hold it. Like when we come back, you guys, we're going to finish off talking and bet on Fifth Street Sports back after this timeout. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Fifth Street Sports, talk you can bet on. We have Florida Rick, Oklahoma, Brian, and myself. We got to go quick. We're running out of time. We want to give you some money making 
uh, matchups here for the weekend. Rick, you got any more NBA? One, one more play, and that's going to be game uh, five, five, five. Uh, Portland plus six and a half at Denver. Portland is coming in banged up, of course. Nurkic out for the year. Uh, McCollum's still out. Even Seth Curry is questionable, but uh, I still think I don't like the way Denver's been playing. They're really trending uh, in the wrong direction, heading into the playoffs. If they lose this game, I think there's a good chance uh, Houston might even pass them. They pass them and catch them for the third seed or for the soup of the two seed. So um, I'm going to take Portland here plus six and a half in what should be a uh, close game, in my opinion. Okay, you guys, but you know what? I, I got amnesia because there's a huge league being played over here, and I forgot all about it. The, actually, the main league, Brian, CBI, this weekend. Boy, I'm um, yeah, I'm having a big party for the CBI, uh, you know, <laughs> ultimate best of three championship game. I don't think there's anything else really going on tomorrow afternoon. You know, uh, I think it's at 7 Eastern, so um, I'm expecting a lot of people over to my place to um, tune in. Very nice, very nice. This is tonight. Is it, this is tonight, Brian. Make sure you get the people tonight because it's tonight. Yeah. Oh, hey, is Brian, it tonight? Brian, like when okay. you're there, yeah. you know, you know, at this big CBI party, can you ask these people if um, they – I have extra refrigerators, tailgating, hot dogs, everything that I had ready for the AAF Super Bowl here that I can sell them maybe at uh, 20 cents on the dollar. And one recommendation from you guys, should I frame my uh, tickets that I had for the championship game? Maybe one day they'll be worth something. You should frame them even if they're not worth something because I just think that's a cool thing to do. And you should go buy a Game 3 DePaul ticket on eBay. Frame that as well. And as far as fans, maybe they're going to be dead guys. Maybe they'll wheel uh, Bernie you know, in and put him in the uh, stands because who the hell else is going to watch DePaul play South Florida in the best of three tonight, except for my party, of course. Uh, I actually do have a play on the game. I like South Florida. So... Uh, that's now, my play. Why doesn't it doesn't it oppose your? Oh no no no! You said there's always a game three. You didn't say you were going to win game three. Okay. A lot of smart money on South Florida tonight. It's, it's the right side. Smart money. Okay, Andrew. Andrew forgot to put up my baseball, but I'm going to give it to you now. It's a three dog night: Giants, White Sox, and Cubs. All three dogs from Frankie's corner. There it is. There it is, folks. Thank you. Hey, you guys, great show. We appreciate you. Fifth Street Sports. See you Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern.